Hello, this is your host, Austin Hopkins, and welcome to the Introvert Leader Podcast. Welcome to episode 12 called Culture. Uh, Today we are going to be talking about all things culture, one of my most favorite topics in the world, something I'm really, really passionate about. So excited to, to chat with you guys more about that in a second. Before we jump into a quick couple updates on me, um, for me, music-wise, I've been listening to Queen Latifah, uh, fantastic artist, fantastic actor. I just love her stuff. And I've been listening to, I think it's her 93 album with the song Unity. And uh, if you haven't heard that one, it's a vibe, folks. Throw it on. You're going to be bumping your head. Actually, the whole album's good, um, and I just love her music. So moving on, YouTube content, big YouTube guy, as you guys know, um, and I've been listening to, or excuse me, watching the channel from a guy named Senyai Grubbs, S-E-N-Y-A-I Grubbs, and uh, super funny food YouTuber, absolutely hilarious, lives in Thailand, super sarcastic, but also makes good food, um, so pretty interesting, love his content. Recently, though, I uh, as far as movies, I watched two two movies, one documentary, one movie that really uh, made an impact. The first one was Flamin' Hot. It was directed by Evan Longoria, and I believe it's on Hulu or Disney+. And it's all about the guy, he was a janitor who worked for Frito-Lay and created Flaming Hot Cheetos. He had the idea for it and kind of shows his rise to success and, and really that whole process of trying something, taking a risk, and uh, just really enjoyed the movie. It was fun to watch and, and obviously took away some lessons from that. And then the one that I really, really enjoyed is the documentary Arnold that recently got posted on Netflix. I got to tell you, I fell in love with that documentary. Um, I've always been a big Arnold fan, right? I've always watched his movies and uh, as well, always kind of read his bodybuilding books throughout the years. But it was just interesting to see how he was able to achieve the success he did and how he used manifestation and focusing on things that he wanted to achieve in his life early on. And one by one, each of those things started to happen. So I just thought that was really cool to kind of see into to his mindset and, and really also interesting to see someone who has been able to be the most successful at the, at the highest level in three different areas, bodybuilding, acting, and of course, his political career as well. So highly recommend checking either of those movies out if you haven't. And then updates for me, you know, a couple things that are coming to mind. One would be uh, the idea of bringing video into my podcasts. You know, so we've been doing audio for a while, uh, but have just really felt kind of a calling to, to, to bring in some video. So I'm going to be looking to do that here in the next few episodes. And really excited to say we've got a, a future episode with my good friend and business partner, Kyle Leonard, all about starting a business. So really excited to have him on the podcast. We're going to break down our new business, how we approach starting it, who we're going to focus on, defining our client uh, target demographic, you name it, all that kind of stuff. So really excited to, to launch that in a couple of weeks as well. And with that, I say we jump into it, folks. So the goal for today's episode, really twofold. Number one, I want to help leaders learn how to build an amazing team culture, something I'm passionate about. And I want to give people the, the, the kind of the basics on how to start that process. And then I also want to show people how they can help contribute to a healthy culture right? It's not all about the leader creating the culture. I really believe that everybody on the team is responsible in some way for making sure that the culture is thriving and healthy. So those are my two goals today. Show leaders how to build an amazing culture and then show people what they can do to support a healthy culture. So why discuss culture? For me, I think it's the most important aspect of any team. It's more important the level of expertise, the 
uh, the experience of the people on the team. It's more important the performance results, the projects. In my opinion, I think it's the most important thing. You know, healthy cultures can create the most impressive performance and job fulfillment. I've seen it. I've felt it. And unfortunately, unhealthy cultures, you know, they limit performance. They encourage turnover and it's just no good. So I think it's safe to say everybody wants to work in a healthy culture, right? And rightfully so. People want to spend their hours, their eight hours, their 10 hours a day in an environment that makes them better. So that's really why I want to talk about culture is, is really give people the, the information they need to spot good cultures and bad cultures, how to help that, what leaders can do as, as well. So to jump into it, I think it's kind of important to start with my culture basics. These are the things that, that I've seen in the best cultures that I've been a part of and also in the teams where I've been kind of leading the charge. So uh, the things that come to mind, I, I would say safety is a big one. You know, people need to be able to feel safe to make mistakes and take risks, and they don't want to have to walk on eggshells, right? If if there is a a, um, a theme of safety where people can be themselves and be vulnerable and take chances, you're going to get better performance, right? I think another one is trust, right? People want to be able to trust their leader and teammates to do the right thing. Trust that they're going to take care of you and take care of each other. I think those are two really important ones. I think with any culture that I've seen that's really healthy, you're going to see growth, right? You're going to see teammates that are constantly growing and learning. You should be seeing every teammate growing year over year, right? If you're looking at a team and the culture and you're seeing that everyone is not really growing, haven't learned new things, they're not taking on new responsibilities, for me, that probably shows that there's some problems within the culture. I think another big one for me is the whole team has to be aligned on a singular vision, decisions, actions, everything is aligned with that overarching goal, right? If everyone agrees and creates that vision together and is aligned, you're going to see much better results. You're going to see faster results, and you're going to see that there's less of the stuff that gets in the way because everyone has the same goal, right? We're all marching towards the same thing. And that goes hand in hand with collaboration, right? In the, in the best cultures, you're going to see that teammates are consistently working within everyone and anyone to accomplish goals. There's zero silos, right? People aren't withholding information. They are communicating, which goes to my next one, communication. Information is shared frequently and clearly, and teammates are feeling comfortable to share their opposing thoughts or ideas, right? I've seen that before where you go into a team and people have great ideas, but they're afraid to speak up because they might get embarrassed uh, or they might feel like they're going to be judged for saying something. Those just aren't healthy cultures, right? I think another one, the one that's probably closest to my heart is recognition. I firmly believe that teammates and leaders who are maniacally focused on uplifting each other are going to help the culture feel amazing, right? Constant and impactful recognition shows that folks feel safe to call out the positive stuff and they want to share the love. They want to spread the love with as many people as possible. So the best teams, the best cultures are just packed with recognition. And then, you know, I would say the last one that's really stands out to me and, and kind of some of the basics when it comes to culture is autonomy. What do I mean by that? In my teams, I always had this kind of rule, this thought that I would ever share with people is I hire the right people and then I get the hell out of their way and let them do what they need to do, right? They're not babysitted. And with that freedom comes creativity, 
less burnout, job fulfillment. So autonomy, giving people the ability to make their schedule, to focus on the things they want to focus on within reason, of course, is a fantastic way to build a healthy culture, right? Because at the end of the day, when you hire someone, when you're working for someone, you don't want to be babysitted, right? You don't want to be told what to do every single day and every single minute, right? You want to have the autonomy to, to figure things out on your own. So those are just some of my basics when it comes to culture. Some of the things that I think you, we see over and over again in really, really healthy cultures. So let's talk a little bit for a second about what happens when you work in a healthy culture. And my hope for anyone listening to this is that you've had the experience to work in a healthy culture at one time or another in your career. And if you haven't, hopefully this episode will give you the information you need to spot a good culture or leave a bad one. And so the things that really stand out to me about working in a healthy culture, four things come to mind. Number one is you're going to feel job fulfillment and satisfaction, right? You are going to think about your job positively, right? And I don't want you to think that there is a perfect culture, a perfect team, a perfect leader, impossible, doesn't exist, never going to happen. But there is going to be a, a culture where you are more satisfied than not satisfied and you feel more fulfilled than unfulfilled. And that's really what you're looking for, right? So you, when you're working in a healthy culture and you feel that, that really positive environment, you're going to feel good about what you're doing. You're going to feel satisfied that, hey, you know what, what I'm doing is making an impact and I'm enjoying it right? Not every day, not every moment, but overall I'm enjoying it. Another thing that I think happens in a healthy culture, and this is an obvious one, is you're going to get increased performance. I'm telling you, when you work in a healthy culture, you are going to be more confident to take risks, try new things. You're going to feel better to do your actual job and deliver results. It's just going to make everything about your performance better because all of the other things that are unimportant are out of your way. And the things that are most important, you're able to focus on, right? When you're focusing on what your boss thinks of you and if you're in trouble and if it's okay, what you said during that meeting, you're not focused on performance. So I think that's a big one. Another one for me, and this one hits really close to home is when you work in a healthy culture, you get that sense of community and really meaningful relationships, right? I think um, you probably know by the title of this podcast that I'm an introvert. So I don't, uh, you know, I can't claim that I have tons and tons of friends. In fact, I have very few amount of friends, but they're very close. And I'm happy to say that because of the cultures that I've been able to, to create and work in in my career, a lot of those people that I just worked with who are coworkers have went on to become friends, people that I genuinely care about that I actually want to spend time with and want to check in on and make sure they're doing well and celebrate their life and their wins. So for me, a sense of community and really meaningful relationships is such a big one when it comes to healthy cultures. And then I think the last one is pretty simple. It's better work-life balance, right? When you're working in healthy cultures, you have the ability to take time off without feeling judgment. You are able to disconnect at the end of the day without stewing about your day. I mean, I've worked for negative cultures, bad cultures, where when I came home at the end of the day, I would spend another hour thinking about all of the shit that I went through during that day and it didn't feel good. So work wasn't over, right? I was stewing about it. I was thinking about it. When you're working in a healthy culture, it's really interesting. You get to spend those eight or 10 or whatever hours during the day working, but then when you're done, you're done. You're not thinking about it. You're not worrying about it. Work's going to be there the next day. You're in a good spot. You feel balanced, right? So I think those are some of the really kind of basic things that happen when you work in a healthy culture. And my wish for anybody listening to this is that you get the experience to work in a healthy culture. Cause I'm telling you, once you've experienced it once, 
you're going to chase that for the rest of your life. You're going to want nothing more than working in a healthy culture. So we talked a little bit about some of the basics about like what good cultures look like. So what I want to do is transition and talk a little bit about how do you spot a good or a bad culture, right? And I think it's so important that you have the ability to spot those things beforehand, before you jump into something. It can help you determine if you need to leave an unhealthy culture. This is going to be able to help you determine a healthy team that you want to work for. It can also help you warn others to stay away from an unhealthy culture, right? Something that I always wanted to do in my career is if I knew that you know a situation wasn't good or that it could have been bad for someone, I wanted to warn them ahead of time so that they you know, hopefully wouldn't make the the mistake of going to work for that team or that manager. Okay. So spotting a healthy culture, few things come to mind. This one's going to seem obvious. Number one, people stay right in good cultures. When you see a team that stays intact outside of promotions, of course, it usually shows that our people are happy, right? If people are unhappy, they're eventually going to leave. So if you're seeing that people are staying within the same department or team for extended periods of time, probably a good indicator that things are going well. The next one would be safety, right? In healthy cultures, you're going to see the most amazing creativity and risk-taking and results because folks feel safe to take those risks and make mistakes. And you're going to see faster performance and more impressive results. So when you're talking with someone in one of those teams that you're thinking of working for, if you're talking with someone in your own team, do they feel safe? The next one for me is Do the people working within that company speak negatively or positively? If they're speaking positively, that's a good sign. People aren't usually afraid to share when things are bad, right? People love to complain. We all do. But when you're talking with someone who works for a team in question, they're going to make it known that they like the culture or they don't. And listen for the little comments, right? If if they're not saying anything, maybe that's neutral and, and, you know, maybe that's a problem. But if they're definitely saying negative things, at red flag. If they're saying positive things, probably a good a good uh, experience, right? And I think the last one for me, a good way to spot a healthy culture is within the team, within that culture, you're going to see the teammates put the needs of their other teammates before their own. So they're going to constantly think of ways that they can help each other's out, support one another, even if it doesn't help them directly. For me, this was always a really good sign, right? If you're showing that there's that selflessness, you're going to hear me talk about that a lot in the team. It probably means that the leader and the team has created a culture that instills caring for one another. So really, really important. Those are some of the things that I've always done to be able to spot a good culture. Now, more important, you got to be able to spot those bad, unhealthy cultures. So things that you can look for, people are leaving. If you're seeing a constant revolving door, I mean, enough said, right? If people are leaving, staying six months, staying less than a year, moving on to something new, is probably not a good good culture that you want to work for. I've been a part of teams like this where you're the only person working there after a year, everyone else has left. You need to get out. That's not a good sign. And so people leaving, definitely a sign of an unhealthy culture. Of course, caveat to that would be if people are leaving for promotions or new opportunities or things they're passionate about, they're not running away, but they're moving on to something new. That's a different story, right? But if you're seeing people leave for similar jobs or just to escape, really not a good thing. You know, I think another one for me is people are looking out for number one. If people are making selfish decisions and not caring for their teammates, their friends or peers, that's a problem. When everyone's looking out for number one, that shows that is the culture the team is part of. 
The next one for me would be our folks speaking negatively. When you ask someone about the culture in question, they're going to be able to share with you things that aren't going well. If they're overly negative and they're sharing thing after thing that's not going well and what's the problems that they're having, that shows me things aren't going well. So listen to people that you're talking with about those cultures and they're going to make it known if things are going well or not. Last one for me is there's a lack of safety and blaming, right? In the unhealthy cultures, it is not encouraged to speak up when things aren't going well, share opposing thoughts, tough feedback. They don't feel safe to do that. In fact, they're encouraged to keep their mouth shut. I've been a part of these cultures. It's not good. You don't feel safe. So if you feel that, if you see that, that's a surefire sign that you're part of an unhealthy culture or that you could be if you decide to move into that new job. So those are my top four things to spot a healthy culture and my top four things to spot an unhealthy culture. My hope is you're able to use some of these things before you make decisions to determine whether or not this is a culture you want to be a part of or if it's a culture you need to leave. All right, so we talked about the different ways to spot good and bad cultures. What I want to do is transition a little bit and talk about how leaders can help build a healthy culture. So these are my top four things that as a leader you can do to start changing the culture, to start making it more healthy, right? My hope is that you do these things right up front when you started a new team, but if not, start today. Start making these a priority. Number one for me, and I can't stress the importance on this, is hiring with care. Something that I always try to do is never rushing hiring someone. One of my top priorities, if not the most important, was to only hire folks that could fit into the culture I had created. I didn't want to hire anyone that wasn't a good fit. People that were selfish, uh, people that had a bad reputation, people that were always focused on being the top performer at the expense of everyone else. These are the people that I ran away from. I had no desire to hire someone like that. Even if they were a top performer and they got good results, it wasn't worth it to me. So hire with care. Don't hire people that you don't want to work with and that you don't think can fit into the culture. That's number one. Number two is once you hired someone or whenever you started a new team, set expectations up front, right? So make sure that your cultural expectations are really clear, right? For me, what I did is I had a kind of a condensed culture values page, right? It was kind of a, a pyramid and it had my top 10 things that were important for the culture within my team. And I would go over this with every new hire before they started. And I would also do this to the whole team whenever I started a new team. I just wanted to make it really clear up front. Here's what I expect from each of you. Here are the things that I'm going to hold myself accountable to, but here are the things that I expect from you as well. And speaking of holding myself accountable, you got to lead by example, right? As a leader, it's so important that we set the tone for any culture. We have to be the best. I don't mean perfect, but we have to be better than everyone else in the team. We have to hold ourselves to the highest standard and constantly evaluate how we're performing against those goals, right? So for me, there was times that I maybe didn't want to be selfless, right? Maybe it was the end of the day and I kind of wanted to leave. Somebody needed something, but I was tired. I wanted to go home. But what I would do in those moments is think, you know what? Is this the culture you want to create, Austin, where you do the things for yourself or that you put your needs second to the, to the needs of your team? So that's what I did. And I made mistakes and I was not perfect. You can ask anyone who I've ever managed, but what I will tell you is I did my damn best to lead by example, to show everyone what it would look like to treat each other with respect, to put the needs of each other before my own. 
The last one would be around recognizing those moments of culture building when you see it. So whenever someone was doing something that positively helped our culture, I would recognize the crap out of that. And I wanted to make that public and I wanted to do it over and over and over again. Because as we, as we know, the more you recognize something, the more of it you see, right? So the more you recognize that behavior, the more of it you see. So anytime I saw someone doing something for someone else, putting their needs second, I made such a big deal about that. And it was funny, the more I did that, the more and more and more I started to see the rest of my team doing that. So recognizing it, leading by example, setting expectations up front and hiring with care. Those are the top four ways that you can build a healthy culture if you're a leader. Again, focus on those things, make them a priority. You'll see success. So you might think, well, I'm not a leader, right? Maybe you're listening and you're not a leader, but you might think, well, what, is there anything that I can do to help build a healthy culture? And I'm glad you ask. And the answer is absolutely yes. I'm a firm believer that culture isn't just up to the leader right? Everybody on the team shares some responsibility. If you have a great leader who believes in the culture and acts it out every day, that's a big, big deal. And that's a big first step. But at the end of the day, it's not a team of one, right? So we need everybody on the team to help with that. So here are the quick three things that I think you can do to help build a healthy culture. So number one would be recognize others constantly and proactively find reasons to uplift those around you. It's going to help the culture. It's going to help your teammates. It's going to uplift them and you're going to see the best in your your friends, your peers. The second one that I think you can do is be selfless. Try to do something every week that is selfless. When I say selfless, I mean something that does not directly impact you. This will build culture and fans like you wouldn't believe. And it's funny, people are going to want to do it back to you as well. So the more you are selfless, the more you put the needs of others before your own, the more you're going to get that back. So really, really important. And then the last one for me is speak up slash take ownership. When you see something the leader or teammate is doing that's draining the culture, if you don't say anything, nothing's going to change. So you've got to speak up. You've got to say something. You've got to take ownership. You can't just assume someone else is going to worry about it. The leader is going to fix it. My friend's going to worry about it. Nope. It's on all of us. We got to take ownership for it. So when you see something that's not working, speak up. All right. I want to transition and talk about a story. Ever since I became a leader, my goal was to create the most effective, healthy, and special team culture. I knew that if I did, I would attract the best, and I would also produce great results. So while I was working for a major bank, I started to put a focus on this and build really special cultures at each of the teams I worked for. With each new team, I would spend a large majority of my time focused on how I could help the team grow and become the best version of themselves. I didn't really focus as much on the performance. That just seemed to come naturally the more I focused on helping the team grow. And I started to see results. And more importantly, I started to see my team become unstoppable, right? I saw insecure people with no confidence get confidence. I saw folks act selfless. I saw people try new things, things they didn't think they were capable of. And, you know, anytime I would move into a new roller team, I found that I had folks that wanted to follow me. Right? They liked my leadership style, but more importantly, they liked the culture of my teams. And you know, I'll humbly admit that I became really good at this. And I would say this is one of the things that I really excelled at is creating really safe, inviting, warm cultures that were healthy. So eventually when I moved to a new company, 
you know, I was looking to bring over some people. So I called, I think it was eight to 10 people who had worked with me, kind of told them about the new company I was working for and asked if they wanted to come work with me again. And over the course of the year, I'm really proud to say that I got all of them to leave their current company and come with me. So eight to 10 people who had all worked at this company, who all had, you know, salaries and, you know, maybe future plans to stay with the company said, you know what, Austin, I'm coming with you. And I got to tell you, it felt so awesome and cool and rewarding and fulfilling. And I knew it was onto something because it kept happening. A few years later, I moved to a new company. And again, I had multiple people follow me. In fact, two of my most favorite people in the whole world followed me for the second time to a new company. Both of these ladies went on to achieve amazing things. And I will forever be thankful for their trust. And I consider them close friends. So again, really, really impactful to have folks follow you. And I know this experience doesn't happen for everyone, right? There's plenty of good leaders out there where people don't follow them. But I believe if you put the needs of your team before your own, you focus maniacally on building a healthy culture and helping folks become the best version of themselves, you're going to get followers and you're going to create the most amazing, special cultures. So my hope today in telling you that story and going over this is that you have a couple of things to help you spot good cultures, bad cultures. So my challenge this week is I want you to start taking action to improve the culture in your team. I want you to recognize someone, put someone else's needs before your own. Even if you're not the leader, I want you to start that this week. And I'm confident you're going to feel better and the people around you are going to feel better. Or if you're not in a healthy culture that can't be fixed, I want you to start looking for something new. I want this to be the wake-up call, the information, the nudge that you've needed to find something new, something healthy, so that you can be the best version of yourselves. I want to say thank you so much for listening as usual. It's always a pleasure getting to share my thoughts around leadership and career advancement. Um, I'm just thankful for all of the support for all of you guys. I've noticed we've been seeing a fantastic uptick in the amount of people that are discovering the podcast and sharing it. So Again, my ask for you is that you would leave a review or rating if you found value or share this podcast with somebody you think might get value out of it. Thank you so much for listening. Make it a great day.